This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage knows that your home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Sage Rosenfels coming up in 40 minutes. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Coming up at 1 o'clock. 10 Pacific. Rob Manfred actually does have one good idea. One good idea. He actually has one. I'm gonna bring it to you at one o'clock. I promise you. I gotta get to I gotta get to Billy first. Billy! Hello, Ken. How's Valentine's Day weekend last weekend, bud? Uh we I think we went over this last week. Well, yeah, but you still had Saturday. Like you were still you still had Saturday night. In the words of the Bay City Rollers, man. I mean, you know, Saturday night. Yes, yeah, Saturday night, but I was I, I spent I spent it all at the casino. Oh, wait a minute! No, the casino. That's was right, Friday. you did. Oh, yeah, but you spent all your money on Friday, and you couldn't go out on Saturday. That's correct. That's correct. Tell me you haven't, son. Tell me you haven't been back to the casino since. I actually went. Oh yesterday. my god! Oh my god! Hickey, <laughs> do we have to talk to Billy? I think we may have to take the one o'clock hour and just have a sit Billy, down. Billy, 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 Billy. How much did you lose yesterday? It actually wasn't bad. You know, it actually I'm... wasn't bad. Are you listening to yourself? I have a terrible, terrible problem. What did you lose? Are you sick? You might. Billy, how much did you lose yesterday? It, yesterday was only like a couple hundred. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Only. Why are you doing only. this? No, Billy. You know to, to be fair, Ken, I think, I think it's over. Oh my god. So how much have you lost now? In the last 2 weeks. Do we we want to do you want to tell America? I don't think America needs to know. This could be uh Billy, you could be spending this on dates. 
Well, I mean, how am I going to spend that on dates if no one responds on the dating apps, Ken? Where am oh, I going to meet somebody? Oh, Billy, come on, Billy. Oh, you got to have hope. Don't be like that now. Don't be like that. Listen, if let you me want, tell you something, listen. okay? These women on these dating sites, all they want is to have their ego stroked, okay? They so? want multiple men to message them. Yeah. They want to view no their profile. And so they want what? to not respond because it makes them feel good. Well, you know what? What, Billy? I can't, I can't say it. What? Well, I, I was kind of wanted to go you into it, but I don't know if I really want you to. Well, then we have to hit the dump button, and I can't deal with that right now. Don't be hitting dump but Don't be saying things we need to hit dump buttons for, but you can't go take your frustrations in your dating life out on the on the poker table. That's not going to work, Billy. You can't do that. Well, to be fair, it was actually craps last night. It was craps? Still wasn't good. I feel like Joe Pesci in Casino right now. I'm not giving you money. Damn it, Billy. Let's Damn it. I, I I suck. Oh, you're a great guy, Billy. You're great. But you got to know when to hold him and know when to fold him, brother. You can't be doing that, okay? You're right, Ken. You're absolutely right. For entertainment purposes only. You're like, hey, listen, we're in sports talk radio. A lot of guys and what we do, if you pull back the curtains, a lot of them like to gamble, okay? It's just what they like to do. I never have had a bone for it. I've never really been worked into it uh, to do it in the past. Yeah, you know, you go to an Elks or an Eagles or, or, or one of the social clubs and Orioles and you get one of the for entertainment purposes only. One of the forecasts. Maybe you do, Maybe you put five on the parlay here and there, okay? That's not a big deal, Billy. But going and playing craps yesterday and then last week you've lost, what, like 1,300? All together? I mean, we're probably looking at north of that, Ken. Oh, my God. No, Billy, no. Billy, you got to stop. You got. I'm serious. On the air right now in front of America, you have to stop. So you want you me to, to just stop, declare son. that I'm going to stop? You need to declare to the country and to everybody. I'm, I'm actually serious about this. You can't be losing. You can't be losing your whole ass like you're looking like you're losing your ass. I, the I, house always wins, Billy. That's why it's the house. If it wasn't the house, it would just be the driveway. No one loses in their driveway. They lose the house. You always lose to the house. The house always wins. That's why it's called gambling, I guess. Oh, my God, Bill. Oh, my God. See, like, the thing is, though, Ken, is that I have hobbies. I have interests. But it only takes you so far. So it's like, what else am I going to do? I could, I mean, do you guys have anything? Do you guys have an alternative magazine in New York? Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not 100% sure where you're coming from on We that. have a wonderful alternative magazine, a wonderful weekly here in Cleveland called Cleveland Scene. And it was always one of the fun things to do when I was a younger guy. And I never called, can't say that for everybody I know, but you would see some of the ads in the back pages. I'm just saying, you know, there, there's, there's, there's so many things you could get into other than throwing your money away, Billy. I know, I know, it, but you know what, Ken? I mean, it's you live in New York City. You're telling me you can't give somebody 250 bucks to stomp your grapes instead of this? That's certainly one way to go. <laughs> that's that's a much better way to go. What you're telling me is a much better way to go. I, I'm fearful right now, Billy. I really am. Like like so, like it's like ah, oh, you know, everything to me is entertainment. Everything is sort for something to bring on the show. But if you're losing north of, uh, of twelve hundred right now, or fourteen hundred, or whatever it is, Billy, son, and you're not even that much younger than me. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I... 
I just, I, sometimes I just get really bored, Ken. Do you have Netflix? I do have Netflix. Not for long, because you ain't going to be able to pay it, but still, you got Netflix. There's plenty of documentaries on Netflix. I could just, uh, I should, you know what I should really do? I should just get involved in a, in a, in a video game. That's esports is another great thing you can get involved in. Other than this, Billy, like I'm a bi- I'm a big fan of NBA 2K, but I'm not very yes. good at that game. No, you can get better. Dedicate. There's guys who make tons. Of, that ninja guy makes like fifty thousand dollars every ten seconds. Go be like that guy. Then you can gamble. Okay. No, no I don't no, know see- much about this ninja fella. I sound as old as hell saying this ninja fella, but go be more like him. Go spray paint your hair pink or purple or whatever color it is this week and go be like that guy. Because well, I mean, it's I, I don't better than hair. this. Oh, that's right. Well, spray paint your head that way. Okay, fair enough. Good God, Billy. I, you know, Ken, I'm just going to take this opportunity to apologize to just you. You should. I am gobsmacked. Have you ever seen a plague doctor mask? Uh, I can't say I have, no. Go look up Plague Doctor Mask. That's something you could get involved in. If you've ever seen Eyes Wide Shut, that's still a much more worthwhile hobby than what you're doing right now. I'm just giving you options. I've seen, actually, you know what? I've seen some of that movie, and it's it's very, very disturbing. But that's still a much more worthwhile hobby. Not the one part of it, but that's a a much more worthwhile hobby. I mean, I I play guitar a little bit. Guitar is another one. You have an open mic. You live in New York. I'm sure there's an open mic around somewhere. I'm not that good enough for that. No, that's what you do. You go and you try it, and then you get better by doing that. Stand-up comedy. You could always do that. You could talk about your gambling there. You could. I, I would not suggest a whole lot of other things. Stamp collecting is pretty good for you, Billy. Maybe that's okay. You know what? I think what? I decided. I think I'm just going to spend my time playing NBA 2K and guitar. Okay. That's okay, Billy. You're so down on yourself. No, no. It's not that I'm down on myself. It's just that I, I, I'm just I'm realistic. I don't know. I just, you're bald with a beard. You know how many women are into guys who are bald with beards? I, got, I, I can't say I have a beard right now. I got, I got like stubble going on. Well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Billy. All right. Well, I hope you do better. All right. I'm, I'll 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 make the declaration right now that in okay. one week from today, I will come on the air and I will tell you, Ken Carmen, that I have not gambled. Okay. Yeah, but just because you tell me doesn't mean you didn't. No, I'll be truthful about it. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I mean, I can't believe I, – I did. I thought we were just going to say, hey, Billy, you, you know, you, you, you do anything on Valentine's Day and all of a sudden it becomes you talking about this. I'm concerned for you, son. Sage Rosenfels in just over 20 minutes. For Tom, I think this is a big de- difference for him between being a legend and being a desperate guy hanging on for one more. I got into an argument about this with Hickey just, just the other day. I don't know if I'm going to have that much vin and vigor over it because what he said was making me upset. For Tom Brady, I look at Tom Brady with a reverence. I look at Tom Brady with a different level, and I see him as a walking legend. And the more I think about it, you know, it's just, don't you want to protect that legacy? 
Because I know no one's going to remember. People don't remember Dan Marino's last game. It was abysmal. People don't really remember it, though. People don't remember Johnny Johnny Unitas with the Rams. They don't remember or with the Chargers. They don't remember Joe Namath with the with the Rams. I, I don't want to make that big of a deal about it. We do try to remember John, Joe Montana with the Chiefs. Hey, the Chiefs were pretty good during that time. So you can have something there. But the more I think about this, the more I get nervous about it. Bill is still at his zenith. Bill can take a lot of these other quarterbacks. And when I hear about Andy Dalton being a possibility, boy, that's that's a good possibility. They could trade for that guy. If I hear about Derek Carr being a possibility, smart quarterback, still has some talent. I know it's been a little bit of a rough go recently, but if he were to be in a Bill Belichick system, I think he'd be fantastic at it. Those two quarterbacks are a very scary scenario for the other teams with Bill Belichick, whose mind is still there because he doesn't have to worry about doing anything physical. For Tom Brady, it's the complete opposite end. I brought this up before. If Billy had a relationship and he was thinking about getting out of it, I would tell him to be careful. You have to think about, can you see yourself being fine with the other person being with somebody else? That's actually what I was trying to get into with Billy, and then he scared the hell out of me because he basically ended up like the degenerate in the casino movie. It's a scary scenario. But from what I look at with Tom Brady, if you're going to be getting rid of this relationship, and there's people, well, I think the Las Vegas Raiders make sense. I think the Los Angeles Chargers make sense. I don't know how anybody can see that that makes sense over Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. Well, Ken, look at the rosters. Yeah, go ahead and look at the rosters. I'll take McDaniels and Belichick and nobody else to build a new roster than what I will with Mark Davis and John Gruden, who's basically a bunch of cartoon characters and a father and son duo running the Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry, Raider fan. You're still the Raiders until further notice. As long as that guy has that hair, you can live in Vegas, you can live in Oakland, you can play in Pluto. Doesn't matter. I'm still going to take you as a secondary team until you change it and prove it otherwise. Until Derek Carr's brother stops trying to trash talk people around the league and actually goes out and does what they're supposed to do, I'm still going to go after you. Is that what Tom Brady really wants? Now I am getting upset about it. Is that what you really want? And I would say this to my buddy Billy or to Hickey, who does have a girlfriend, if he were thinking about getting out of that relationship, can you think of that significant other with somebody else? Can you stand that? If you can't, then you need to think twice about this. And I have to ask that of Tom. Because I see Bill Belichick with Andy Dalton, and I can see Bill Belichick with even Jarrett Stidham. I can see Bill Belichick with Derek Carr. And I think that those three things could possibly work. The two over the one, certainly, because they're veterans. I see those things working. With Tom, I just gave you the Raiders. You really want to have to carry around what looks like a bloated corpse as an owner for the next, what, two years? And if you don't make the playoffs, then all of a sudden you get old and decrepit real quick. Well, Ken, what about the Chargers, Los Angeles? Great. The Clippers of the NFL who thought that they were going to walk into the playoffs last year with Phillip Rivers and then embarrass themselves in the AFC West. And if we really want to start about that ownership group, I don't know if I'll have enough time left in the show. The ball is definitely in Tom Tom Brady's court. He can do what he wants. For the first time, he's entitled to significant, significant, significant money on a free agent market, and he can test free agency. 
But you know what? If you just go back to New England and say you don't even make the playoffs next year, say say the concerns are really there. You don't make the playoffs. And maybe you just can't load up the way you did before people accused you of doing it this year. You can't load up the way you used to before. You can't play the way you used to before. You're still a proud legend who went down with his organization. If you go to Las Vegas or you go to L.A. and you suck up the room with either one of those two teams, and you very well could. And at 43 years old, the odds are actually against you now. If you suck up the room with one of those guys, you won't be remembered for your time there. We won't remember you. We don't remember Jerry Rice for his time with the Denver Broncos. And just like I said, we don't remember Joe Namath with the Rams or Johnny Unitas with the Chargers. We don't remember that. We we remember them and their greatness. But for that moment and for a proud legend like Tom Brady is, for that moment, it sure is going to suck. At 43, going on 44, you're going to hold on for another year then to go down with that instead of raising them up and bringing them to your level. Because I don't know. I have to admit, I love Tom Brady. I have to admit, I don't know if you can do that anymore. I think Josh McDaniels did a hell of a job coaching last year. I thought they did some things that they don't really usually do in New England to bring in some talent there around him. Yeah, there's there's some things that are rotten there on that roster. It's been some time since they've had some good, strong, high draft picks. I get that. But I'd still rather take that culture... That coaching staff, that way of thinking, than anything connected to the Raiders or the Chargers. You want to talk Cowboys? You want to do that? Please. 855-2124-CBS. Up next, five burning questions. We'll try to get to it. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 20 minutes away, Sage Rosenfels will join us. We'll talk CBA with him, 855-212-4227. Lamar Jackson's so good, he makes some people silly. I said this about Sean McVay last year. In the NFL, they like to do the whole follow-the-leader routine, so they'll, they'll do the blueprints, and they'll copy off each other. Sean McVay, 30 years old, becomes a head coach, has some success at the very beginning of it, has a lot of success at the very beginning of it, for crying out loud, that, hey, we got to find our young guy. We have to find a really good offensive guy, put everything offensive on him, put a young quarterback around him, and we'll see how that one works. Let's take a guy out of nowhere and do it, because owners want to do that. They want their own. The, the players are toys. The coaches are toys. They want to be winners. They want to have the grandeur of the winning, and they want to have the championship and the ring. This is why they bought the franchise in the first place. They want these things. So to them, hey, Sean McVay, I I want to get my own Sean McVay. I want to get my own big-time general manager. I want to get my own head coach, my own quarterback. I want that guy. Lamar Jackson is doing the same thing to the rest of the NFL. I don't know what the hell is going to go on with the New Orleans Saints. But I'm starting to see the same thing, and I'm already getting a little bit tired of it. I came to an epiphany three, four, five months ago now about Lamar Jackson. I was tired of waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was tired of hoping that the other shoe drop. I just had to recognize great talent. And I don't know how great that's going to be eight years from now. I don't know how great it's going to be a decade from now. I don't know how long it lasts. But I know that right now, Lamar Jackson has taken the NFL and he's turned it on, turned it on its ear. Yet... There's plenty of people who they do recognize how great and how talented it is, how much of a game changer Lamar Jackson himself is, 
But there's also plenty of people who want to look at Lamar Jackson and say, I can do that with somebody else. I can do that with my own quarterback. We can get Lamar Jackson and his footwork and his speed, and he's worked on his accuracy through a much better ball in 2019. Seriously, it was amazing. The team didn't end the way they wanted to, obviously, but he was a hell of a quarterback in 2019. And I think that most common sense and most fans should tell you that, boy, this is this is something unlike we've seen in quite a while. This this guy's really tough to bring to justice, and I don't know if we're going to be able to find a guy like this. You're going to have to find ways to stop this guy, and if you can stop him, then maybe it'll be easier for you. But I'm hearing a notion that is starting to concern me. And it it gives it does give respect to Lamar Jackson. I don't want to say it's disrespectful, but it is still a crazy, silly notion that's that something that talented, something that good, naturally gifted, can be can be emulated in some way. I'm concerned about it. And what what standard of greatness is, and why it is meant to be respectful towards Lamar Jackson, or Lamar Jackson should take it as a as a nod of respect is that when players are so good or when teams are so good, they'll make other franchises look foolish. They'll, they'll freak other teams into making rash decisions. Golden State did that with the entire Western Conference for a period of five years. The Cavaliers did that in the NBA, in the Eastern Conference. The Cavaliers did it to themselves, for crying out loud. We see that in the NBA. Baseball, it's not nearly as prevalent, even though they want to go out and get the big ones, but you really don't find that do- that clear and utter domination the thought- way we thought we were with the Chicago Cubs in 2016. There's no domination there. The NFL, there's still that parity. feels that way, even though we've seen the Patriots for a long time and people have tried to emulate the Patriots for a long time. But in New Orleans, what I'm hearing about the conversation of, well, Drew Brees could have one more year. And Hickey, I don't know if we just have it yet. I'm not sure yet. Whisper in my ear when we do. When I hear this conversation about the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees and his future and the possibility of their future quarterback, it, it, it makes me nervous that a good organization is putting way too much stock into a crazy theory. Hit it. As I've been saying all week uh, since I wrote this, you know, it doesn't really matter what I think, what you think, what anybody thinks. The fact is that one of the best guys, you know, in the last 20 years to choreograph and to coach and to call offensive football, Sean Payton is convinced that he has a guy who has the skill level of a Steve Young uh, on his team, and that's Taysom Hill. It's just that nobody knows it yet. He hasn't done it yet. Now, those are pretty. that's a pretty lofty comparison, but uh, Payton has made it to many people. And so – uh, he's going to get a chance, Damon, unless some weird thing befalls him between now and opening day 2021. Um, right now, the Saints are operating under the assumption that Drew Brees plays in 2020, and then he retires, probably takes a job in TV, and then after that, it's going to be Taysom Hill's team. He'll at least get the first shot at it. Audio courtesy of CBS Sports Radio. I hope that's a sell job by Sean Payton. Comparing him to Steve Young, we like to make nice comparisons all the time. I don't have promise with Sean Payton saying that. But you did have your shot earlier last year to put Taysom Hill in as your quarterback. You used Teddy Bridgewater, and Teddy Bridgewater was great. You chose Teddy Bridgewater, though. Taysom Hill, people think Taysom Hill's 22 years old. Taysom Hill's 30. 
If it goes into 2021, Taysom Hill will be 31. You had your opportunity to change that over. I still want to believe that Sean Payton's maybe trying to do a bit of a sell job there. Maybe trying to convince people something he doesn't have. Why? I'm not too terribly sure. I'm sure with more thought I can put more into it and maybe figure out why. 30 years old, we're going to do this? Tell me Lamar Jackson has nothing to do with that. A guy who can run, a guy who can throw, make people miss, is a hell of an offensive weapon. Now all of a sudden we're trying to find our own. Taysom Hill's the answer. Okay. I hope and I would think that Sean Payton's been in the league long enough. This might be a sell job. Either that or, yeah, you're starting to get long in the tooth and maybe you're trying to look for answers in the wrong places with 31-year-old mobile quarterbacks. Up next, Sage Rosenfels. We talk about the CBA with him. Should these players sign it next week? We'll talk with him. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. It's the latest sports update with the always wonderful Greg Caserta. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. Guess what? It's sponsored by Geico. That's right, Hotshot. Whether you own or rent Geico, they make it easy to bundle home and auto insurance together. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com today. It's easy. Don't go getting swindled like me. My insurance agent lives in Youngstown, Ohio. He's 33 years old. He has an 18-year-old girlfriend. And he uses my premiums that I'm paying to probably take her out to Chuck E. Cheese. And the music abruptly stops with that. Let's go to the hotline. We welcome in Sage Rosenfeld. Sage, how you doing? That might most that might be the most unusual intro into a, a segment that I've ever had. Well, you know, it, it wouldn't be if if your insurance agent wasn't putting the boots to you the way they're putting the boots to me. That's why people need to go out and get Geico because I can't get out of it because the guy's a family friend. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, maybe the, our NFL PA we maybe we have some Geico uh, insurance to try to get this collective bargaining. Uh, situation figured out you know it's always good when the guest is the one who makes the transition instead of the host that's fantastic (laughs) all right sage let me get into it with you from what you've studied from what you've talked about you're a 12-year vet you know how these things go is this a good deal for the players you know I, i don't think anyone actually knows this answer until one usually it's like a couple years later a lot of times agents will sort of tell you like ah this was a good or bad deal for the players because they're the ones actually negotiating these contracts and understanding what they negotiated you know this year compared to three or four years ago so they sort of they have a sort of a it's one of those things you don't really know the answer until a couple years later it's sort of like a drafting a quarterback in the first round or something you don't really know that answer right off the bat and i think number two is no one actually knows all the details in this thing and that's where as a former player obviously all these current players you have to rely on the leadership of the nfl players association guys like eric winston who i did play with eric for three years in houston Um, and i think a lot of players really trust him and respect him and of course there's a lot of lawyers and a lot of non-players involved in this thing uh you know as well too so uh you know so far uh what i find interesting is that the owners seem to sort of have a, you know, take this deal now, you're not going to get a better one later situation when the players, to me that's always when you're in negotiations, always of like, oh, they want to get this done deal, this deal done now. Maybe we should wait a while because there's this whole thing with the TV contract coming up, uh, I believe, in the next year, which, of course, the owners want to go to, you know, the big networks and say, hey, we've got a 10-year deal with the players, so – you know, you should up us to, you know, this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. But if they don't have that deal, that hurts their ability to negotiate as well. So if I'm the players, I think you should have waited out 
and try to get the things that you uh, you know you feel like that the players deserve. You know, the players, the ones that are taking the physical risk uh, in, in playing this sport. And, uh, and, of course, the owners, they have done extremely well. I mean, Jerry Jones bought that franchise, the Dallas Cowboys, in what, the early 90s for under $100 million. I think it was like $70 million. And now it's worth, you know, what, 4 or $5 billion. So, believe me, the owners have done extremely well over the course of the last 20 or 30 years. The great Sage Rosenfels joining us on the show. QB Collective score North 670. The score all over the place. 12-year NFL vet. Follow him on Twitter at Sage Rosenfels 18. You mentioned Eric Winston. He He's a very smart guy, very savvy about these things. And you kind of answered the next question I was going to have because it always seems to be two or a year and a half down the line after these CBAs, all of a sudden there's a problem that's raised. Last one was the big-time marijuana issue, a couple of other things. When I look over this stuff, and still some of it is legalese that I don't even know. I'm not going to pretend like I do. The 17th game thing, though, Sage, the payment on that seems to be fishy. Tom Pelissaro said, well, no, this is only on guys who were paid for a 16-game schedule. And I'm, I'm thinking, Sage, and maybe you disagree. I'm going, no, it doesn't matter. You don't, you don't work a full day and get half the pay in some of these cases. It should just still be a whole another game check and... You got the money. You, if you want 17 games, you should pay what's commiserate with every other game. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to do it that way other than you know, trying to skim some money. I mean, you think you just sort of prorate it. Uh, what they call a 17-week schedule now, you just make an 18th week. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do you know, two bye weeks now or however they would do that. But uh, listen, if you're a rookie and you're making a half million dollars, you get paid 250 for for the 17th game, this is the greatest deal ever. But if you're a guy making, you know, pretty much any starting quarterback or or star player making, you know, ten uh, to thirty million dollars, this is that that's a that's a, you know it's a small amount of money for those guys to play another week. So you would think they just come to the the, the sort of the easy idea of just sort of prorating it uh, based off of what you were making, you know, throughout the the rest of the season. So you know, the seventeenth game, you know, I, I, again, I don't even know. If, I, I'm I I love the fact that the NFL has thirty two teams. There are eight divisions of four. There are 16 games. You know, it's just sort of like the numbers seem to be perfect. You know, we, we sort of know the schedule for the most part a lot of times, like looking forward for years on down the road many times because there's just sort of this perfect number here of 32 teams and 16 games and, and so on and so on. You add that 17th game. I don't know where that extra game comes into play. Uh, you know, it's like adding a 33rd uh, NFL franchise. Like, how does that work out? Some some division would have to have five. So, um, obviously, you know, more revenue, the better. I got to think the players would, would love to have an extra bye week if you're going to go a 17th week. Uh, you'd also, another thing to add to this that never has made any sense to me is that the whole 46 guys get to dress on game day thing. It sounds like they're going to move that up to 48, but, like, I don't understand why they just don't have all the guys, all Thank the you. players Thank be able you. to dress. Like, but this makes no sense to me. They're making a 46-man roster. Gonna... Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, why am I getting a play check and I can't even dress for the game? Like, that's, that's a practice squad player, right? I, I don't get why they have that rule in general. And the more guys you can have have more – I mean, your paycheck's the same whether you don't dress or whether you dress if you're on the active roster. I just don't see why having fewer players play in the game is better for, let's just say, you know, player safety. You know, you, you could have – those guys who are just, you know, in their street clothes on the sideline, they could be taking some of those reps off of the guys that are, you know, out there playing and you could have an extra offensive lineman. You could have some guys on mm-hmm. special teams. You could have, mm-hmm. you know, just more guys in the rotation. 
that to me has never made any sense. And I've never had one person say to me, yeah, this is the reason they do that. You know, of course there's always injuries and things like that, but Hey, it's a football team. It's a football club. Like you're going to have injured guys, but you know, if you're getting paid a, a, a salary, I don't know why everybody doesn't dress for the games. Sage Rosenfeld's with us on the show. Sage, I'm willing to admit, I know that adding an extra team to the postseason cheapens the postseason. I just don't think I care. I, I still think I want to watch another week of playoff football. <laughs> well, they, it, it's not going to add any more weeks of football. Well, I should say another game of playoff team. football. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, here's, here's, what I, here's what I think about that. And, and I think the way the NFL, uh, the way the, the, the playoffs are right now are, are great. I like that there's a one and a two seed that both get buys. I mean, that buy is huge. And I understand that the NFL would love to have the the one, you know, all the ones, you know, make it all the way through and have two ones in the Super Bowl. That that buy is a big, big advantage as far as getting to the Super Bowl. And I think, you know, sometimes there's sometimes there's conferences where there's just a dominant team. You know, those old Patriots teams that are winning 14, 15 games, and you know, you're you're pretty much, you know, uh, you'd have no chance of getting that buy. I like the fact that another team, a, a two seed, also gets by, that, that buy. I get it. You know, there, there there'll be two more. Uh, playoff games and playoff games are probably you know twice as valuable as a regular season game as far as the money is concerned of course it always comes down to the money but again i of all the things that they're looking to change i sort of like the playoff uh, uh um uh situation as as it is right now and i would think that they they, they shouldn't change that but you know if they can see enough money in the players of course you're going to get paid more money i guess then it makes sense but you know as we all know that, that those playoff checks the players are not very big they're 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 much smaller. I mean, yeah. 250,000 is a huge number compared to those playoff checks, which are usually 20, 30, 40,000 bucks. And so, you know, is that worth it for the players when the owners get to make all that money? I'm not sure. XFL, yes or no? Oh, I think it's great. I think XFL is great. Like I, I have, I've watched some XFL games. Sometimes it's a quarter. I think I watched maybe one full game, but you know, listen, people love the sport of football, high school football, college football, pro football, you know, a lot of people don't like watching the NBA or college basketball. Of course, I do like watching uh, NBA in the playoffs. And I, I really do like college basketball this time of year as we get to the tournaments and stuff. But some people just love football, and they will watch any you know sort of football. And I think it's a it's a play. There, you know, there's this there's this sort of gap between college and pros, and I think this is can fill that gap. There's obviously a big need for some development for for quarterbacks. Because you know there's only one quarterback that can play in these NFL games, and so there's always this lack of quarterback development. People always complain about you know, why quarterbacks aren't good enough, and there's not 32 starters, not a good, not enough backups that are really, really good. It's also a great spot for offensive linemen to learn. If people don't realize that college football has a vast array of coaching. You have coaches that are basically NFL coaches, and you have coaches that aren't very far removed from basic coaching to high school football. Well, those get those players that come from that coaching try to make it to the NFL and a lot of times they're you know they're a couple years behind these other players that maybe went to uh you know an Ohio State or a Clemson or an Alabama that had more you know pro style coaching and so that development is really important so I see it as a very much a development league I I you know I don't know about the timing right now and all those things but uh I, I think the XFL is, is here to stay they got to figure out a way to make uh money I love the games and I love them in the soccer stadiums I think watching these games in soccer stadiums are more 20 to 25,000. I think that makes it a lot better. I don't like watching, you know, 10,000 people in, in MetLife Stadium in New York when it's 80,000 seat stadium. I agree. So I, I hope that I hope they make enough money uh, that they that they you know stay and you know listen Vince McMahon 
whether you like WWE and all that stuff or not. I'm not a big fan of it, but I do know it makes a lot of money, and he's made a lot of money. And that guy <laughs> knows how to that guy knows how to make money, and he understands TV and he understands fans. And so I got to think the second time around, he'll find a way to make this thing work. I got like two minutes. I have to ask you this question. Sage Rosenfeld's with us, 12-year NFL veteran quarterback. If you were Joe Burrow, would you have second thoughts about the Cincinnati Bengals? A, a thousand percent. Absolutely, yeah. Would you I, Okay, I, would I, you then take the next step to either hold him over a barrel and get traded out of that situation, or it's like, listen, if I'm coming there, I'm running the show. What would you do? Well, you know, here's what's really interesting is that, you know, this year there's definitely an alternative. You know, people, like, I really like Tua. I, I think Tua is actually the better quarterback of the two, but mm. he gets injured a lot, so that's sort of the concern there. So, you know, the Cincinnati does have a, a second option, which sort of hurts, you know, Joe Burrow's leverage a little bit. But, you know, listen, I, I backed up Eli in 2010, and he and I talked a couple times about that whole situation in San Diego. And I think it was sort of known that the San Diego Chargers at the time were sort of not a first-class organization. They didn't really do everything it took to win football games, to win championships. They didn't spend, you know, money on scouting and, and you know, coaches' salaries and, and when – when, when there was free agents, they weren't one of those aggressive teams. The New York Giants were one of those traditional teams who had been there, done it so many times. They were a sort of first-class, world-class organization. Cincinnati might be the worst uh, in the NFL as far as spending money and doing whatever it takes to win football games. And, you know, if you this is the only time you know, Joe, Joe Burrow sort of has a little bit of leverage uh, is to basically say, I don't want to go to, you know, to one of these places. And it worked out well for Eli. Uh, Philip Rivers had an unbelievable career, maybe a Hall of Fame career, and never won a Super Bowl and probably won't, right? So, and Eli has too. So, uh, you know, I, I have no issue. Uh, John Elway did it. Eli Manning did it. I had no issue if Joe Burrow decides he does not want to go to Cincinnati. I think uh, I, I'm all for that. Again, this is the only time. There's not another job out there uh, other than, of course, in sports, uh, like, like basketball or whatever, that you graduate or you leave college, you leave high school, and you have no choice as to what city uh, and, and, and uh, uh, business that you work for. But that's the deal in the NFL. And I think Joe Burrow trying to have whatever leverage he has is basically, uh, I think he can try to, you know, basically be cool enough and then cold enough uh, to the organization to, you know, to, to maybe they'll, they'll, they'll trade the pick, maybe they'll draft Tua, maybe they'll draft the defensive end from Ohio State. But if I were him, I would much rather prefer to play for some of these other franchises. Sage, can't thank you enough, friend. All the best. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Sage Rosenfels. Find him on Twitter, at Sage Rosenfels 18. Quarterback Collective, score north, 670 the score. All the people in Cleveland, by the way, I'm getting texts during that interview. He likes Kevin Stefanski. It's another thumbs up. There you go. I want to get into Sage's answer coming up at 1.40 p.m. Eastern. Up next, just hear me out because you're going to be upset when you hear this. Rob Manfred does have one good idea. There is one. I tell you what that is. Next, it's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.